This is Kenatote of the Wamapoke people. And the Wamapoke people have a saying. Listen to E-Society Podcast. Don't be upset, Leslie. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. Before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back, E-Society Anchor Edition time. Uh, figured we'd give you guys something to listen to while you're all stuck in your house or uh, for all of you. Shout out to all you essential workers that are out there doing what you do for all of us. Thank you. Um, we've just got some news, uh, not too little, a uh, little while ago, uh, the Marvel's, uh, the rest of the MCU phase four is finally getting, uh, some release dates because of the situation that's going on right now, uh, throughout the world, uh, everything Hollywood is pretty much shut down and everybody has pushed all their movies back to either later this year. Some even got pushed back to next year. But uh, we're going to run through uh, the beginning of uh, of the show. We're going to run through the MCU Phase 4 stuff. And then we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of our favorite endings to movies or television shows, uh, more like a series or whatever. So just kind of our, our favorite endings to some of the things that we like. But uh, before we get into that, uh, I hear we have another... <clears throat> Part of the uh, the E Society, Jade is in the house. Hi. How you doing? What's going on? I am pretty good. Um, you know, just trying to get through everything, stay sane, also have fun. Well, that's good. Um, my Renee says uh, you guys are doing an awesome job with the um, Mass Society. I, I, you guys know I don't watch the show, so. Uh, but uh, she just told me to let you guys know that you guys are doing an awesome job and she loves it. Oh, that's super sweet. And I'm glad to hear it. All right. The MCU phase four. Um, there's a lot of movies that we were excited for and just listening to other pods and talking to other fans. We're not too sure how, if we're going to get to see these on the big screen or if we're going to get to see these on the little screens in our house. Um, I'd prefer the big screen, but, uh, it, if we have to watch them at home, I mean, okay, I guess I get a, get a surround sound and a bigger TV, but, um, what do you think of all this? Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Like you said, the MCU moved, we know Top Gun, uh, Quiet Place has new dates now and, uh, we're hoping they can keep those dates. I'm glad they're like setting them, but I guess it's, you know, optimistic because we've talked about this on the show before. We really hope we can get past this, but it might be until we get a vaccine, which is a year out that uh, everything can get back to normal. So uh, definitely hoping for the best and hoping we can get back to the theater, but uh, who knows? Yes, I'm on MovieWeb right now, and uh, the, the, what they have, the dates that they have, is Black Widow's release date uh, got pushed back uh, to November 6th uh, of this year. And uh looks like uh, The Eternals got pushed. It was supposed to be at the end of this year, 
got pushed to the beginning of 2021. That's on February 12th. Uh, also, uh, Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. I first heard that that got canceled, but now I'm hearing that uh, I'm reading here they pushed it to uh, May 7th uh, of, 20, of next year, 2021, as well as Doctor Strange and the, multi, the Multiverse of Madness. That got pushed to November 5th uh, of 2021. And uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, got pushed to the beginning uh, of 2022 on February 18th. And then we got Black Panther 2 uh, got pushed to May 6th of 2022. And Captain Marvel 2 got pushed to July 8th of 2022. So, I mean, those were all supposed to, uh, most of these were supposed to come out next year. But, and it seems like they're pushing, pushing everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they didn't really start filming a, a lot of these. But, I mean, I know that we know Eternals is done. Um, like I said a second, few seconds ago, Shang Chi. I heard that just got axed, but apparently not. So, uh, we're getting that next year. Next year, uh, Doctor Strange. I know they were. I don't know if they finished it, but I know they were. They were filming it. But uh, Black Widow. We already knew that that was all set and ready to go. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, it sucks. Other than what's happening in the world today, but right for these films that we're all looking like super juiced up for now we're like uh, are we gonna be able to see him at all so but yeah i don't know the strange thing about black widow too uh at least from my point of view and the way i consume these movies you know how much uh, collecting is part of my life and the funkos and everything like that is we've already had the release of the action figures the funkos they've already been out now and it's it'll be interesting like they put them out now and it makes you wonder are they going to put out like a few more when the film comes around because uh, now they're so out ahead uh of the actual release of the film same thing with quiet place uh they did the quiet place uh, monster pop and i got that in anticipation of photographing it for the film's release and now we're, we're out, way out in front of that so yeah, I mean, I think whatever, I mean, Eternals, seen after Black Widow, there's nothing Eternals out right now, is there? Right, yeah. There's nothing out for that. I would imagine probably the collectibles would have come out September, but uh, yeah, I guess this is a good time to drop. I don't know if you saw the post, but uh, turns out, like a lot of places, uh, a lot of companies, like you were just saying about Hollywood, Funko has furloughed, uh, you know, temporarily, you know, let go a bunch of their employees. So um, I guess we'll start to see their production, which is usually they're putting out stuff all the time, nonstop. I guess they're going to hit like a stoppage of releases as well. Yeah. If they're going to continue to put out uh, the new movie stuff, um, they better slow their roll. Uh, on uh, a lot of the stuff because they they're usually uh, out of everybody out, out of all the collecting other than Funko and like NECA and stuff like that they've been pretty much on top uh, of everything dealing with movies or television or something but um, now that everyone's just come to a halt I mean even like just Hollywood all of Hollywood TV 
movies, anything. I know uh, a lot of the um, the talent, uh, all the all the celebrities, the actors, actors and musicians and everything. Everyone's still doing stuff. Uh, people are still putting out albums and everything. And but a lot of pe- a lot of bands or or just musicians are still doing stuff with. Oh, excuse me. The help of social media and everything, how they were able to still keep more in contact with their uh, with their fandom, uh, with their fans and everything. I think that's awesome. Uh, I've mentioned this before on the show how everyone's doing live videos and um, doing interaction with all uh, all the people that they can. I know it's kind of hard, uh, especially if it's someone that's like in the A list when you got like a billion people watching that video and all asking questions, and it's they can only read so fast. Everyone, so but. I think that's cool, but as far as just like movies and everything, I know the box office has took taken a huge hit. Um, there has been no nothing, nothing. new, nothing yeah. new. So there's nothing new to uh, to show the box office numbers unless we start doing uh, releasing just everything on VOD and then just seeing how that adds up. I mean, I'm that's money. Let's just say because uh, I know. Um, Onward, uh, The Hunt, and The Invisible Man. I want to say those were the first three that I can remember that they, they did that. It was still in the theater when all this was going, when this all started, and uh, how they just threw those out for 20 bucks. I mean, 20 bucks seems like a lot, but you figure if, if you go to the, to the film, unless you go by yourself or take a date or just go with the family, uh, it adds up, but... Um, I think that's cool. And if they do do that, I mean, I'm hoping that they can get this all under control on what's happening. But if we have to start seeing movies that way, I mean, I'll pay the $20, but I guarantee you everyone in the house is going to be sitting there watching it with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we go to the movies just for, for me to, to have popcorn and, just I love the the movie the theater experience and everything, especially seeing uh, stuff like MCU movies or just anything that's really loud. Um, right, I love that that sound system. I mean, because I don't have a sound system right now, I just got whatever the speakers are on my TV. So, but uh, if it comes to that and I have to do it, then I, I guess I will. I'll just shell out the money and uh, Jimmy rig uh, some speakers and turn it up full blast. Uh, right. If I, I got to watch something, I think the only thing I was at Walmart earlier today and they uh, showed a, I was walking past electronics and they had uh, the Top Gun 2, uh, the Maverick uh, trailer going. And I was like, man, they better uh, hurry up and get this over with because I want to see that on the big screen more. Than, oh, yeah. Must. More than anything. Uh, IMAX is my way. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, I don't know how much it costs to play a movie. Uh, on a big screen, but I think I would pay it uh, if they'd only let like, let's say, ten people, twenty people in there, but everyone's spread out. I, I'd, I'd risk it to see that on the big screen, but I don't know. I'm, it's too early to say anything. I mean, I know the 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 scientists and and the doctors and everything. I mean, they're all doing their hardest to uh, help save the world, but. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know much about uh, of this virus other than it just gets you hella sick and, and people are dying from it. Um, 
Shout out to uh, Chuck Billy from Testament as well as Will Carroll from uh, Death Angel. Um, they all they both got, got the virus and um, they're doing better. I just got some good news yesterday that Will Carroll he I think he got the sickest out of uh, the whole uh, the Bay Strikes Back tour that, that went on in Europe uh, dealing with um, uh, Exodus, Testament, and then Death Angel, uh, three of the Bay Area's best. Uh, they did a tour in Europe, and then as everything was getting crazy over there, they all came back home, and uh, a lot of their crew and a few of the band members got sick. So, but everyone's everyone's doing good. So that's uh, that that's some good news out out of everything. I know the news doesn't uh, really talk about a lot of the people that that are getting over it. I mean, all we're seeing right now is how bad it is all over the place. And the death, the death toll that we keep seeing, and to me that is scary. But I, I wish they would show. Okay, these are the people that that passed it. Um, shout out to my friend Carrie. She also uh, contracted the virus, and she doesn't know where she got it. So it, and she lives in Reno, and that's that's scary. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's getting closer and closer uh, to where I'm at. I'm not sure. Is there any cases in your area? Yeah, uh, the scary thing is uh, we had about 50 local cases now, uh, just 10 additional in the past day, and we did have to get out today, so we've been, you know, as aware as we can. We got the gloves, we got the hand sanitizer in the car, we're constantly using it, and, um, you know, it sounds like masks might be the next requirement. So I've been uh, looking around uh, for those. I found uh, uh, a pretty good supplier at this clothing company. I guess they were featured on uh, Shark Tank. I don't watch that show, but uh, Buck Mason, uh, they have a pretty good deal, a five pack, and they're all rewashable masks, 20 bucks. So not bad. And on top of that, they are, uh, for every mask bot, they're uh, donating one too. So uh, I know everywhere else so you search uh, Amazon, Target, Walgreens, all that. They're all like uh, either sold out and like back ordered till May. So uh, yeah, if you're after masks, uh, I just found this place, uh, BuckMason.com. So yeah, madness. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone out there, um, just be safe. Wash your hands. Uh, social distance, six feet. Yes. Yeah. Oh, stay inside, my wife said. Trying. Yeah, definitely trying. And yeah, I mean, the distance thing, I do appreciate when we've been out, uh, had to go to the post office today. They had little designated markers, you know, six feet apart where to stand. Uh, Same thing at most grocery stores. So that's cool. Uh, One thing before we get too far away from it, I want to get your response on for me. Uh, going to the theater is, as we do at least every week, every two weeks at the, the very minimum. This is probably the longest I've been without popcorn. Uh, have you uh, uh, done any home popcorn or are you in the same boat? <laughs> oh, I, I home popcorn all the time, pretty much every, okay. <laughs> every other day. I mean, I didn't have any last night because I was tired after work, but I'll definitely have some tonight. Um, yeah, popcorn is is regular in, in my house. I remember when nice. when everyone was running out buying up everything. That was one of the things I figured. Ah, oh, no one will get this, and all the popcorn was gone. So I was like, damn. So I <laughs> had to stretch the little bit that I had, 
Uh, but Renee found some, and I just found some today. I just ended up uh, buying two uh, bags full of the kernels, so I'm I'm set for a while. So nice. Um, nice. I, I still got to give a shout out to um, all the people, essential workers, uh, being the truck drivers, the first responders, cops, uh, everybody that has to be out there. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Um, you guys are all doing an amazing job. Some of you aren't, and I'm not, I, I wish uh, <laughs> you would, uh, dealing with uh, with the food. I know there was a, a requirement that they should all wear gloves uh, if they have to wear masks. I don't know if that's uh, a must yet, but um, I guess wear gloves. I, I, to me, I, th- this is just from my opinion, everyone. I'm not, uh, if you are one of the other workers that doesn't, I mean, uh, I know it'll I'll, it'll just ease my fear uh, of it, but um, yeah. Um, but uh, I'd like to, uh, the grocery store um, friend of the show. Uh, you hear her voice at the at the intro of every Eat Society show. Uh, my girl Becca and Phoenix. She works at a grocery store, and she says a ton of people always tell her, as well as all her other coworkers, just thank you for doing what you're doing and all the hard work. Cause she, she does get tired from uh, being on her feet, constantly stocking all those shelves. So uh shout out to you. Uh, I love you. Thank you so much for what you get, what you're doing and as well as all your coworkers, let them know. Um, but yeah. And us guys that are at the airport, I know a lot of people aren't flying and everything, but and the loads are, are, are pretty low, but those of you that still do fly, thank you so much uh, uh, for me and my family. And uh, every, everybody that I work with, and we all appreciate you guys. I know it is a scary time, and you want to distance yourself from everyone. But um, if you need to fly, I mean, uh, airlines are still are still in the air, so please uh, travel if you must. I mean, don't don't travel. Just I know it's kind of hard just to for, yeah. yeah, just to do it. Uh, I know. Please have a reason to go where you're going. Um, I know a lot of my friends. Well, if you're not, if you're guys aren't doing anything why don't you just come to my house or come visit i mean i love to go visit everyone but what are we gonna do just sit in the house <laughs> I can, right right i can right. do that at <laughs> home so exactly I sleep in my own bed but um all right i mean that's enough of the 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 covid19 coverage i know it's it just gets yeah. scary and scarier but um yeah the mcu man um it sucks but uh We'll eventually get to see them all. Eventually, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really looking forward to Eternals, too. If you listen to us uh, earlier in the year, we are talking about uh, our favorite, you know, what we expected our top 10 to be like. And uh, I was really the most excited for Eternals because I felt like we knew the least about it. But uh, now it slipped out of the year. So I'm just hoping... Uh, I'm sure we will between like Netflix films and films that are released that way, but uh, it'll definitely be a interesting uh, top 10 of the year. Uh, definitely different with all the movies that are slipping from the year. Uh, what do I have in mind right now? The hunt invisible man. I've think, got the gentleman. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got one. <laughs> I got two, and uh, Invisible Man is number one at this point. Right. Um, 
you, you should check that one out. <laughs> I thought that movie was awesome. I loved it. Um, uh, but there is new movies. Uh, the Netflix and all these other streaming services, they are releasing new content. So uh, do check those out. There's a, there's a ton of new things that I want to see on Netflix. And uh, there's one that I wanted to uh, talk about. But when we do a regular show, I'll, yeah, get, regular in, show. I'll get into more of that. But. All right, on to our main topic of this show. Uh, I was just driving to work yesterday, and I just kind of thought of uh, this movie I wanted to watch when I got when I got to work. And then I was like, man, I'd seen this movie a billion times, but I think uh, when I think of endings of films, this is probably uh, definitely in the top five uh, movie endings for me. And uh, this is a film that came out in 1995, it was a rated R film directed by David Fincher, and this stars uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and the little sleaze bag. Um, what's his nuts? Kevin Spacey. And this oh. is and this is seven. Um, this was a film I saw it in the theater. Uh, I guess during its regular run. A uh, friend of the show, Mike, he's the one that told me. He's like, dude, you need to see this movie. I said, well, what's it about? He just said The Seven Deadly Sins. And I'm like, okay. I, I went into it not knowing too much. Um, I'm sure the internet was around, and maybe I just didn't have it or not. But I, I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, I knew it was out. So I was just like, all right, okay. I went and see it. Now, for me and a friend of mine, we went and seen it. And I didn't know what to expect. I thought this movie was just... Um, just like a crime film. Uh, it, it I don't know. A lot of people were saying, "Oh man, it was scary. It was scary. It was scary." I mean, if you think about it, uh, with a, a serial killer running around killing people, and uh, I just loved the the darkness and grittiness of the whole film. It just the film was just like just doom and dread the whole time. There was right. never there was nothing any. No bright, sunny scenes that made you kind of cheer up for a second. The film was really dark. Uh, I love what I loved about that. And um, I think they filmed it in L.A. I'm not too sure because they never really said where they were in the film. But uh, what stuck out to me the most was the ending because I was like on the edge of my seat. Um, If you guys haven't seen this film and you don't want to ruin it for you, just fast forward for a few seconds, but but, um, maybe a few minutes. But. The, the ending when we got our two characters, uh, Somerset and uh, David Mills, uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And uh, uh, the, they finally catch the killer. Well, the killer, they didn't catch the killer. He kind of turned himself in. Uh, John Doe, Kevin Spacey, he turns himself in. And uh, what I loved was the whole dialogue that they had in the car when, uh, they, when Kevin Spacey made him a deal. Look, I'll tell you where... Uh, there's more, there's another body, uh, two more, two more bodies uh, that are supposed to be in his uh, seven deadly list, seven deadly sins list of people that he was killing or he, well, technically he didn't kill anyone except for one he did, but everything else he kind of just made them do it or gave them the option to do it. Kind of like a saw type of thing. Um, but so I just loved how they talked, how Kevin Spacey was explaining to them why he chose each one of each one of his victims and how just, I mean, Morgan Freeman was just really sitting there listening and Brad Pitt was, ah, you're a nutcase. You're, you're a t-shirt at best. And then Kevin Spacey is like, all right, whatever. And so they finally get to the place 
and they're out in the desert somewhere. And then they're sitting there talking and uh, they go, where are we going? They So they start walking. They go, oh, uh, it's almost here. I can't wait for you to see it. And then all of a sudden we see this van coming over the hill and they're like, oh, what's this? And then he goes, oh, here it comes. So my no Morgan Freeman runs off and starts uh, to go to stop the van to see what it was. And this is when uh, John Doe, uh, Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt's character Mills start talking and uh, John Doe is confessing his sin. Uh, his sin was uh, envy and how he envied uh, uh, Mills, his, his life and, and his, his, and his wife and everything. And he said that that was his sin. And uh, Mills is not really paying attention. He's kind of like concentrating on in the van because he wants to know what's going on. But John Doe's like, you hear me. Listen to what I have to say. And he goes, this is when he told him that he he uh, made a, um, a stop at his house before he turned himself in. And he said, he goes, I went there to to get a taste of your, of your life. Uh, I tried to play a husband to your wife. And that's when Brad Pitt kind of turned over, looked at him. What'd you say? And then he goes, yeah, he goes, envy is my sin. I envied your perfect life. And he goes, I went to see your wife and I took a, a souvenir. And he said, I took her pretty head. And he was like, cool. he was like what? Dude, I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, oh, my God. Um, earlier, yeah. in the, early, yeah. earlier in the film, we found out that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character was pregnant, but Brad Pitt didn't know it. And that was the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, okay, he killed her. He cut the baby out of her and stuck it in the box. That's where my mind went. And I, and I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, they, they they go over to Morgan Freeman, and he kind of he gets the box away from the, the delivery guy. And, uh, and then he opens it up because he said there's blood on the box. And when he opens it, he kind of just has this <gasps> look and doesn't really know. He kind of spins really quick uh, to Mills, and they're still talking. And uh, he he just immediately starts running. There's a a helicopter way up in the sky that's uh, uh, keeping an eye on them because they're all in, they all have uh, bugs on them, so that the the, the police uh, can hear them. Uh, but that but um, I don't think Mills and Somerset could hear each other because uh, Morgan Freeman started screaming, telling them to stop or basically just get away from from the situation. Yep. So. Uh, John Doe was telling me, he goes, yeah, he goes, I, when I visited your wife and I couldn't do it, I, I took a present and I took uh, your wife's head. And he was like, what? And then this is when Morgan Freeman comes up and he's like, hey, man, just just put your gun down. Put your gun down because uh, Mills has his gun drawn uh, on John Doe. And John Doe's sitting there on his knees, handcuffed. And he's like, well, what's in it? What's over there? And this is this whole thing. Everyone always says it when they think of Brad Pitt. What's in the box? What's in the Classic. box? And it, and he's Classic. like, uh, you, you you made her a suspect. And he's like, what? And he's like, no. And then he and he goes, what's in the box? And then he goes, I just told you. And I love how Brad Pitt just sticks the gun to uh, John Doe, Kevin Spacey's head, and he goes, no, you lie, shut up, and shoves his head with the barrel of the gun. Yeah. And, and he's just telling him, he's like, well, what's in the box? And then he's like. Morgan Freeman throws his gun down. He's like, just give me the gun. He's like, just what's in the fucking box? And then and he goes, I just told you. <laughs> and yeah. I'm, uh, this whole time I'm sitting there in the theater like, oh, my God. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. 
what is in there? I mean, we do realize it, it, it was her head, but um, I was just like, oh, my God. And then and this is when Morgan Freeman tells him, he's like, he wants you to kill him. And he's like, and he goes, yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, Dave, he bit Kevin Spacey basically goes, yes. He goes, become wrath. And he's like, oh, no. And it's just this scene, just it just gut-wrenched me. Yep. I, I was like, oh, my God, just a look on Brad Pitt's face when he's telling him. And he goes, and then Morgan Freeman goes, if you kill him, he will win. And Brad Pitt's like, ah, oh, oh, my God. And then he's just like, oh, pointing the gun, and he's crying. Yep, and the up and down, that is, like, incredible. That's probably some of my favorite Brad Pitt acting ever, when it's coming, the gun's coming up and then down. Yeah, I'll, you just feel it. I mean, yep. anybody, I mean, be it, be it your wife, your husband, or, or one of your kids, you're like, oh, my God. And he just couldn't believe it. Um, this whole time, I'm, I saw in the, in the theater in the Bay Area, and if you guys are familiar with the Bay Area theaters, everyone gets loud in there. Everybody, as well as me, was going, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> and just that whole scene was so tense. And I was like, oh, my God. And then what what made that scene for me is when Brad Pitt's looking at him. And then for just maybe like half a second, they flash a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow. And that's when he just walks up, shoots him in the head. And uh, you hear the the... the the police guy's like, oh, my God, he shot him. And then uh, then he just, then it's like a low camera shot. You see Morgan Freeman standing there, and you see Brad Pitt holding the gun, and he just unloads on him. And then he stops, and just the look on Brad Pitt's face, like he just lost everything. He doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And I just, I was like, oh. Oh my God, that was it was just so intense. I mean, there hasn't been a movie like that that's really got me that like what what what? I just uh, I I can't describe how I felt sitting in the theater watching it. And I I still love I love this film. This is one of those films I can throw on and watch over and over and never get tired of it. Uh, I've I told other friends to watch it and they just, they're just not the, they don't like the, the senseless violence of everything. But this is a film right. that, that's, that can happen. There are crazy people out there that, that will do this. I mean, just look at the past serial killers uh, of what they did. But the, what this film, this was, it was a breath of fresh air. I mean, I love these actors. Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt are awesome. Um, I love Kevin Spacey mainly for, some of his earlier work as well as um, usual suspects, but ah, didn't keep his hands on himself and was forcing himself on, on people. And uh, that that's unforgivable, but oh man, I, yeah. just, I just loved, loved this movie. And that ending was, was the best. And I think when I, th- I was thinking of this movie before I even, Hey man, we should talk about our favorite endings uh, to films or something. And this was always probably, this would probably be my number one. You guys know I've seen millions of films. Uh, we did, I did kind of throw in that thing. Um, I said no MCU and no Star Wars because Star Wars, a lot right. of those had awesome endings as well as the MCU films. But um, yeah, this is this is one that I think it would be my number one. 
spot. I mean, there's wow. Been, there's been a there's a ton of good movies. I'll, I'll I'll bring up another one in a second, but yeah, the ending of seven was just to me uh, sitting in a the theater, just my mind blown on what I just saw and how intense the whole film was and the ending was just amazing. I love the way uh, the cinematography, I love the camera angles, the back and forth uh, to each of the characters that were in the scene, as well as the guys in the helicopter, man. I mean, oh my God. I mean, I, I want to watch this right now. I, I love this film that much. Mm. And this is the ending of seven. What, right. do, you, what do you got? All right. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple uh, on the fly here. Um, kind of inspired by your seven take. Uh, one of my favorite hit films is on the other side of the spectrum. And that was uh, Ocean's Eleven. And I remember the lead up to this being in theaters. We knew it was a remake. We knew it had a crazy cast. Uh, uh, Matt Damon, George Clooney, uh, Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, the whole thing. So that was why you went to see it. But I remember watching it and just enjoying it so much. But why it's one of my favorite endings is I just love a good heist movie. And I feel like this one nails the heist aspect uh, in like explaining how it went down and the execution of it. Uh, I love that about it so much and in contrast sadly uh, the uh, the all women oceans that they did a couple years ago now I I didn't feel that heist that I wanted out of that film there wasn't much to that heist but uh, it's so layered in oceans 11 um, how they're how many steps they are ahead and how they're actually just like counting on the reactions of like Andy Garcia and Julia Roberts who like, you know, unknowingly play their part in how they're able to pull it off and get away with it. And the actual, you know, you know, scheme of everything and the way it actually works with the audience where you think like they're got and they don't, they, you know, they're, they don't have it, but then, you know, it all comes together and, yeah, heist movies are my favorite. And uh, as far as like when I was trying to think of, of uh, one that came to mind, it's it's hard to not appreciate Ocean's Eleven as a movie that I never get tired of watching. This this could go for like favorite endings, but also uh, one of my most rewatchable films, one that I could just throw on anytime, or if you're, you know, flipping through the channels and it's on. Uh, you could leave it on. It's so quotable. And yeah, just uh, when I think of heist movies, yeah, this is like one of the most enjoyable by far for me. I don't remember that movie. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the only, I, I guess I need to rewatch. The only thing I remember in that is um, the little Asian acrobat guy. I loved, right. I loved what he did to yeah. his part <laughs> in, in, in the whole mission. <laughs> Um, I, that's the only part I remember. I don't even think I seen the second one and I didn't see, wow, the, wow. I, didn't, I didn't even see the one with, uh, the ladies. I want to see that mainly for, um, uh, what's her nuts? The girl on the bus, um, yeah. Sandra Bullock and, um, Kate Blanchett was in that too. Wasn't she? She, she was. And I, I, you know, going back to our own pod, that was like my, 
um, least favorite movie <laughs> of that year that we released it because my expectations were so high. I love the Ocean series and I wanted to like it so much, but I didn't. There wasn't like one moment in it that was like really funny. The heist wasn't clever. I, I was just so disappointed because I wanted to like it so much. And I can't believe that it couldn't live up to, you know, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. So uh, I'd love for them to get another chance, but I don't know if that would happen because, yeah, that uh, it was seven, Ocean's seven, right? I Yes, I don't know. <laughs> Or wait, no, Ocean's 8, because then 8, 9, 10, yeah. Because it was going to be a trilogy, so yeah, it was Ocean's 8 was the, the, the women's film. But yeah, uh, I definitely recommend um, just giving 11 another watch, just because it's just so enjoyable of a film. And just the cast from, from top to bottom, Clooney, Damon, Andy Garcia, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, uh, uh, Bernie Mac, Carl Reiner, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Elliot Gould. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal cast. And I remember, uh, like, you know, that was really the hype in the moment, in the year that it came out. Like, everybody was like, I can't believe this many people are in one movie. So I remember thinking, like, oh, it's something you got to see from that. But I really wasn't expecting much out of it. So when, like, it really impressed me with, like, the way the heist went down and what it was that it's something that, yeah, I, I still have my, uh, my original DVD copy. It was one of those, uh, it's like paper and like a little bit of plastic, but it's mostly like a paper kind of thing. And it has the side open kind of class. You probably just heard me click it open, but yeah, yeah. Awesome film. Definitely recommend uh, checking it out again when you get a chance. It's often on things like Netflix and Hulu and everything like that, Amazon. I just checked, and it's not right now. But uh, next time it is, you should definitely give it a watch. Or do you have it on DVD? I don't have any of them. Okay, okay. I just okay. seen it the one time. I, I remember enjoying it, but I just never enough to, to pick it up. Never went back to it. Okay, okay. Did you see yeah. the original one? I did. I did. And that's enjoyable in its own way, too, for sure. Uh, quick little plug for the new uh, East Society Presents show that's coming, original or remake. Uh, this will be a bonus. Um, original or remake of uh, Ocean's Eleven? Um, you got to love the cast of the original, but uh, as far as all the layers... I gotta go with the remake here. And I w I'm the kind of person who would almost always go with the original, but the remake here uh, nails it on so many different levels from the cinematography and the acting, the cast and just the heist itself. Like, yeah, top to bottom, gotta give it to uh, the remake here. Cool. I never seen the original, so I, I can't chime in. I've just seen the, the remake. Gotcha. Uh, I do know the <laughs> cast. Uh, pretty much um, Sinatra and his uh, Vegas crew. Yeah, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean uh, Martin. Uh, the Rat Pack. Yeah. So. Rat Pack, yep. 
but <laughs> uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I'm sure it, it'll if it ever comes on, I'll, I'll record it and check it out. But yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to do some honorable mentions to uh, sure. some ending films. I'm gonna go to 2004 to uh, James Wan's uh, and Lee Winnell. Uh, both wrote this film. James Wan directed, and this is the very first Saw film. Um, this was a film that I did not know anything about. Uh, I was listening to Howard Stern, uh, his show, before he was on uh, Sirius, and um, he gets a lot of screeners, but I guess one of his producers watched this film and said, dude, you really need to check this out. So Howard's never the one to, to watch something like this, he said, and he said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And he came on the show saying how amazing this movie was and everyone should go out and see it. And uh, I was like, okay. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern, so I said, I'll go check it out. Uh, luckily, it was playing here in town. And I think it was on it was its last leg because uh, the two theaters we have, when films get old and old, um, they play it way in the back in the small little closet theater that might hold maybe 20 seats in there. Um, I go watch movies in there. I just, I think the last movie I saw back there was, um, 1917, which on my path was a mistake. I should have saw it on a, on a bit much bigger screen, but it's still an amazing film. Check it out if you guys haven't seen it. Um, so I'm sitting, nobody was in that theater. I mean, especially when I watch horror movies way in the back, it, it gives you, it's like more scary because you're the only one sitting in the theater. And if something happened, I don't think the guys in the front could hear. <laughs> but you're like way in the back anyway. So I watch sitting there. I watch this film and I, I love what's happening. I mean, I love these type of films. You guys know what the soft film is, the original one or, or any of the other ones, um, all the, the violence and the blood and gore and everything that was in it. So I was all, I was all about it. But when it came to the end, when, uh, when they finally, I won't go into the whole plot of the story, but just, the very ending. If you guys know what I'm talking about and you haven't seen it, when uh, Jigsaw, this is when we were first introduced to that character, him. You've seen Saw, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. The original. Yeah, when he's laying there. And then the, Lee Wanell, his character, is playing the tape after uh, Dr. Gordon, uh, what was his name? Uh, Carrie Elwes, I think that's his name. Uh, when he kind of he cuts his leg off to to get away to save his family and crawls out, Lee Winnell still uh, locked up in the um, in that room. And oh my god, uh, it was just it was just so intense because there's a guy laying in the room the entire film, and then he gets up, and I was like, I was like I said I was in the theater by myself but I was just blown away like oh my god I just I couldn't believe you don't you know he's there but you just he doesn't move you just figure he's a dead body and he doesn't move so you just you're not even thinking about that that person laying there you're just thinking about this whole time how the hell are these guys going to get out of this room and, and Dr. Gordon how he's going to get out and go save his family and I was just like, oh, my God. I stood up and clapped. I was the only one in the theater. But wow. I, that was probably like one of the last movies where I actually stood up and clapped. <laughs> uh, I've clapped during a lot of movies since then, but never stood up and clapped. So but I was like, oh, my God. And it sucked. Uh, I couldn't go see it again because it was the last night it was playing here in town. And that was the very last showing. 
and I didn't see it until it came out on DVD. Seen it multiple times after that, and um, I have the whole series, but out of all of them, uh, I mean, I did a lot of the endings are cool, but I mean, it it start to get repetitive on the 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 traps and everything, because at, at this point, you just all you want to see is how these each person's gonna die from these traps. That's how I think they made like eight eight films. Right. So uh, I remember the last one not being very good, Jigsaw. Um, I can't remember all of these blend together. Uh, I'd probably need to rewatch them all, but the only one that I remember just hands down being the best one was the very first one, and that ending just just blew me away. And I I love that one. You have an honorable mention? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, you would think, you know, it's this is, deserves an honorable mention just because of uh, everything it means to me and me and one of my favorite movies. And uh, I was reminded by Jade uh, that I should mention it, Life Aquatic, uh, obviously my favorite Wes Anderson movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. For a second, I was like, well, wait, no, because, uh, you know, there is kind of a sad moment at the end of the film. But then I was like, I remembered, oh, wait, uh, after the sadness, there is kind of the true end in uh, kind of is this uh, uh, joyful moment of Team Zisu like reassembling and stuff like that. So that definitely uh, deserves a shout out. Uh, obviously, since I go by Zisu, <laughs> does Jade have an ending? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna find her right here. You got a a favorite ending right off the top of your head? A movie that uh, you just love? Oh, um, well, that's actually probably my favorite movie ever. It's probably Princess and the Frog. That ending is really, <laughs> the ending is so cute. Like, you can't deny it. <laughs> it's adorable. Sure. And, yeah, sure. I definitely love that ending. The All the characters together in Tiana's restaurant. And it's great. I love it. Yeah. And you would say that's uh, your favorite Disney movie, period, right? Well, yeah, movie of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about, like, live action? Though. Is there anything uh, like come right to you? Something in the theater that you're like, man, what an ending! I love that film. Um, I didn't, I didn't see it in the theater because I wasn't alive. But Grease, <laughs> it's yeah. live action, and it's, it's I like musicals. Like you can tell, it's how I keep choice. What's 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 your favorite about the the the, the carnival aspect? Yeah, or? The carnival aspect. How wild it is! Apparently, it took them like a long time to shoot because how many people were involved with that ending, and it was just so much going on and. Everyone's like in heels and stuff, and yeah. All right. If I have to yeah. pick, if I have to pick like a, a little lovey dovey type of film, I think the ending that comes to to my head right now is um a film came out in the eighties. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, uh, Jade, if you haven't seen it, this is a film that came out. Uh, I'm gonna go back to 1987. This is a film. It's written by John Hughes. It was directed by Howard Deutsch. It stars Eric Stoltz, uh, Mary Stuart Matcheson, and Leah Thompson, and Craig Schaefer. This is a film called Some Kind of Wonderful. Have you ever seen that, Jade? Actually, no. It's been on my list for a while, and I, I'm surprised because it's a John Hughes film, and I still haven't seen it. But yeah, I know it's streaming. I, I think it's it was on Hulu the last time I watched it. I've seen this movie a billion times, but. Um, I, re- I love pretty much all of John Hughes' films, the ones that he directed or had any part in it. But this one really stood out to me uh, out, of, of, out of all of his films that he had done. 
Uh, my my wife would say uh, just because I was in love with Leah Thompson, but um, no, I just really liked uh, this story. Yes, it was a plus that she was in it, but uh, I've always been a big fan of Mary Stuart Masterson. I know she's done a lot and then she kind of disappeared, but she's still out there doing stuff. But I think this was one of the films that, that really, really touched my heart and uh, gave me the feels. It, it's a drama romance uh teen I mean, i'm sure they weren't teens uh, when they filmed this but uh the film was amazing and i just i won't say what the ending is because jade hasn't seen it but i just really love the ending it really touches me i mean even after all these years uh, of watching it uh, a friend of mine we went and seen this in the theater because uh, she liked eric stoltz and that movie it just it just floored me i mean i loved i loved it it was a happy ending but it was uh it's just awesome. I don't want to ruin it. Jay, check it out. We'll watch uh, some kind of wonderful. It's I definitely will. It's Thank an amazing you. film, and I love the ending. You got any lovey dovey love story endings? Uh, yeah. Jay just reminded me. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, love that film, and actually haven't mentioned it a whole lot on E Society and our entire history of recording. But uh, for the longest time. That was a top 10 uh, movie for me. And it's just so weird and out there. And then, um, yeah, I mean, the eventuality of uh, where it ends up, uh, as far as like lovey-dovey stuff type goes, that would definitely be a a top one for me because it also gets there with all the uh, weirdness it gets into. Did you ever see that one? I saw it once. Do not remember any of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's just so out there because it's like one of those like uh, dealing in the mind and different levels of the mind and meeting in the mind. People kind of hooked up to a machine type thing, you know. So <laughs> it's it's definitely out there. But yeah, my kind of uh, romance for sure. <laughs> oh. That and uh, the one I uh, I remember I did on our uh, top 10 of the decade I was talking about before midnight. The actually the one before that, before sunset, uh, great, great ending. Um, definitely my favorite, I, I my favorite uh, romantic movie of all time. And what I love about it is the whole movie is actually just talk, it's really not, you know all the love is actually just in dialogue and in words and in conversation. And, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, before sunset would rank as my number one, uh, romantic film of all time. Uh, another one, Jade, have you seen, um, can't buy me love? Oh yeah. Ah, I love that. I love that ending too. I I was, it was such an awesome film. Uh, I know we're getting a little mushy everyone and I'm sure some of you guys are (laughs) laughing, but, Hi right, man, we we have hearts too. We can uh, step away from the uh, the sci-fi and and uh, for me the yes. the blood and action. guts. <laughs> but- action for me here. You know it's really funny. Uh, I was looking at. Uh, I hadn't messed with it for a long time, but the Apple TV. We'll talk about that on the regular show. I watched a bunch of Apple TV stuff, but I turned that on, and you can see your like digital movie collection. And I swear, like every category is like one movie here one movie there blah 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 but the action category i've got like 50 movies in the action category <laughs> uh, psh, i don't even know where i'm at but um 
here's one last one for you guys. I'm, I'll, I'll run through it really quick. I know everyone hates this movie. My family all hates this movie, but th- this ending was awesome to me. The only reason it was awesome, I was, what, 12 when I saw this? came out in 1983. Uh, I've said this millions of times, and I, I, I defend this movie to the end because I love it. This is a film that was directed by Joe uh, Alves, and it starred uh, Dennis Quaid, Bess Armstrong, Simon Mac. Corkendale, Lewis Gossett Jr., and Leah Thompson again, and a bunch of other people. And this was a universal film. Uh, it was part three in a series, and this is Jaws 3D. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, this ending was awesome. It was awesome if you see it in 3D. It's, it looks stupid on just regular 2D, and it is a stupid, corny movie, but I love those type of films. And uh, I love all all the all all four of the Jaws films, but this ending, other than the original one being an amazing ending, them blowing up the shark, or how they electrocute the shark in the end of part two, or stabbing the shark with the front of a boat in uh, Jaws of Revenge, but this one, if you didn't see this on the big movie screen uh, with the I think it was Dolby Sound then, um, but. In 3D, not the red and blue, not the real 3D. This was the polarized 3D glasses. Um, if you didn't see this in 3D and just loved it for how stupid it looked and how fake it looked, but oh my God, it was awesome. Me, 12 year little old uh, Nez sitting there watching the shark coming at me on the screen and the my kids just laugh at it my wife hates it as well but i loved it shout out to uh my brother mike a friend of the show his mom uh took us to go see this we actually saw this and we saw it was a double feature with uh metal storm the destruction of a uh, jared sin but this ending it, it always comes to me i still watch it every time it comes on tv i have the blu-ray um, I don't have a 3D TV because it, you can watch it in 3D on the Blu-ray, but I think it's the red and blue one. I don't know. But anyway, um, that <laughs> seeing that that shark come at the screen in 3D, polarized 3D, was amazing. I loved it. Um, you can go, if you guys don't have no idea what I'm talking about, it won't be in 3D, but you can watch it on, well, excuse me, you can watch it on YouTube and, and just laugh at it, but... Oh, my God. I just remember, like, Mike seen it before, and then he goes, then you need to see this. So I was, I was glad I got to see it in 3D. Um, seen it millions of other times on regular TV, but uh, that ending, out of every 3D movie I've seen, that one always stuck out to me the most because uh, it was just awesome. It just Jaws 3D. It is what it is. But, oh, man, the ending was so stupid, but it was awesome. One last one for you. Yeah. Um, I want to finish with uh, the action genre, my genre, my favorite genre, uh, a series I've mentioned a lot, the uh, Bourne series. And if you go back to the original Bourne trilogy, uh, love all the films, but I would say Sup- Supremacy, which was the second film in that original Bourne trilogy, uh, great ending because you get a great uh Classic car chase with uh, Matt Damon and Carl Irvin, who's kind of like the villain of this one. Uh, so you get great action there. And then you kind of get uh, uh, kind of a heart to heart with Bourne 
and uh, a character from his past. So you, you get like two levels there. And then to top it off of any of the Bourne films, the reason why this is a favorite ending for me is just the moment might be one of my favorite moments in, as far as like a movie can end. Uh, in some of the very final moments, you get Bourne uh, talking to uh, a person that's been hunting him for most of the movie who now has come around to, to his side. And uh, they're just, you know, talking normal conversation and uh, doesn't expect, you know, they're just kind of debriefing. But then at the end, he's like, uh, you know, get some rest. You look tired. And then it's like they, they kick in the born score, the way. And it's like she like turns around and like knows that he can see her. So he's out there and it just it's a perfect like hype to get you ready for uh, the third part and the conclusion of the trilogy. So uh, definitely got a shout out to Born Supremacy for that. So uh, one of my favorite action series of all time and uh, my favorite ending of the original trilogy. I don't remember any of those movies other than the first, the beginning of the, the first one when they found him in the water. Right. That's all <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Oh, man, I love those films. Yeah. I can't get enough of them. <laughs> I guess I should. Uh, there's a whole set, isn't there? Yeah. Now they have uh, the original Born trilogy, uh, the one with Renner, which is like actually highly uh, underrated. That's a great film. And then uh, Jason Bourne, uh, Matt Damon's Return, which is probably my least favorite of the five films. But yeah, they have uh, five films set out there. Cool. Yeah, I've definitely check all those out. I don't. I've seen them all, but I don't remember. I don't. I don't think I seen the last right. one. The, the not the last one. What? Jason Bourne. Well, I guess the last two. I didn't see the the one with the last one with Matt Damon, and I didn't see the one with. Um, and then the one with Renner. Yeah, I didn't see that one. But. That one, like I said, highly uh, underrated. Great, great film. So well done. Uh, Would have loved to see more with Renner. I know the original idea was to have the two characters cross over. Uh, but I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, it's, you know, they both are still definitely capable of doing it, but uh, uh, you think it would have happened by now if it was going to. <laughs> well, all right, everybody that is going to uh, bring us to an end uh, of this uh, anchor episode. Um, thank you so much for it's... listening. Uh, for those of you, that do check out all, all our shows uh, for the Anchor uh, feed. You can also, other than listening to on Anchor, if you are right now, um, you're obviously listening to me. I know a lot of people listen to it on Apple Podcasts, so thank you. Uh, but for other uh, areas where you can hear us, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. We are all on there. So, everyone, uh, thank you so much for listening to us on that feed. But if you want to go over to the uh, regular feed, uh, you can hear us as well. Uh, on, on our on our main uh, feed is uh, Podbean. Uh, but you can hear us uh, on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And I know there's more, but I can't really, I don't remember uh, exactly where. Uh, those other ones are called, but um, I'll just give some shout outs really quick. Uh, everyone that's listened to us uh, around the world, thank you so much. Everyone throughout the United States, France, Sweden, 
United Kingdom, Germany, Russia, India, Canada, Philippines, uh, Romania. Wow, that's a new one. Right on. Thank you. Uh, New Zealand, Costa Rica, Norway, Australia. Uh, shout out to Tim and um, the Horror for Dummies. Uh, you rock. Uh, Poland, Colombia, and South Korea. Uh, thank you so much. Speaking of South Korea, man, that uh, the trailer for the part two of Train to Busan, I think it's called Peninsula. Oh, yeah. man, I can't wait for that movie to come out. Obviously, it's going to be VOD, but I don't care. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait for that to come out. Uh, again, everyone around the world, thank you so much uh, for listening. Um, and everyone out there, this goes out to everyone in the world. Please uh, be careful out there. We don't want you guys to get sick because then you won't be able to listen to us. So please uh, be careful and uh, just mind your surroundings and do wash your hands. And uh, Again, shout out to all uh, the people out there still doing it, people on the front line, uh, the doctors that are basically right in the battlefield. Thank you so much for, for all of what you guys are doing. I know you're all tired and we're not, we don't see an end to this uh, soon. I, I hope it comes sooner than later. But again, yep. all you out there doing it, thank you so much. And uh, everyone just doing their part uh, in this. And please, please be careful. There's a lot of wackos out there that are trying to spread this uh, just to uh, eliminate some of us. Um, but yeah, do do keep an eye uh, on your surroundings. I'm saying that to everyone. And uh, yeah, uh, it's a horrible time right now, but we're, we're all still here. And we're here to, to give you guys something to listen to. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, thank you so much, all of you, for listening. And uh, we will be back with more Anchor. And uh, we got a regular episode coming soon. So, until then, everyone, yeah. thank you so much. And uh, party on. Yep. Till next time, have fun, be safe. And we'll see you next time, you society. <laughs> <laughs>